Hello, and welcome to episode one of our four-part story, Wraith Echoes Across New York. This is episode one, Broken Heart Island. I have to warn you all in advance, Wraith the Oblivion is a particularly dark story, and it almost certainly will deal with some dark themes. Uh, obviously, we'll try and steer clear of some things that might be universal triggers, but do know this is going to be a rough story. Uh, I've discussed with the, with the players uh, what some of their boundaries are and some of the things that we won't be doing, but also I think uh, I've experienced personally and witnessed that sometimes things come up that maybe you don't expect. So we kind of got a safety system going in the background here that if somebody kind of pokes me and gives me an X on something and it might just change abruptly and we'll just roll with it but um that is uh, the nature of this story uh, before we dive into it just completely uh, i want to explain something that is unusual about wraith and, and unique in all of role playing at least in anything that i can think of off the top of my head uh, a lot of you are familiar with uh, vampire the masquerade obviously and uh, we did our own Anarchs of New York. Uh, Anarchs of New York and Rage Across New York are all completely in continuity with this story. Although this is set a few months later. Um, this is November of 2020. Of course, uh, having a story span over four weeks that might actually happen in a single night makes it difficult to be completely topical. But all of the events of Anarchs and Rage have happened in this version of New York, and the events of this story will radiate into future stories as well. Um, Wraith at its core is, as I said, unique. In the vampire, you have the beast. When your blood comes up as you get hungry, a terrible alien invader is a part of you. You are not your beast. Your beast has been, you are cursed with the beast, burdened. You can temporarily appease it. You can feed it. You can walk the path of Golconda, maybe become friends with it to a certain extent. But the, the beast is not you. In Wraith, we have something very different. We, in Wraith, we have what is called the shadow. And the shadow is absolutely you. The shadow is every lie you ever told, everything you ever did, the parts of yourself that you keep private from the real world, the awful thoughts that you think that you would never, ever, ever voice. But it was in there. Those are all the shadow. So now as you as once living people who met your ends in a variety of ways and a variety of times are now making your way through the afterlife that we will be exploring here, you have a constant, terrible companion in the shadow. You cannot escape it. You cannot defeat it. You can perhaps reason with it for a time, perhaps even work with it for a time, but at the end of the day, in the end, your shadow wishes for one thing and one thing only, and that is for you to descend into oblivion. Your shadow wants to see you destroyed because your shadow knows you fucking deserve to be destroyed. And in this game, your shadow is personified by another player at the table. Each of you will be playing two roles of both the wraith that we will be meeting soon, uh, 
but also as another one of your fellow players, Shadows. When you are taking on the role of the Shadow, each of you is going to do something different physically to both tell me, tell the fellow players, and tell you watching that this is now the Shadow speaking. So if you would, I'm stalling for a second, because all of you are going to show when you're the Shadow, what's it going to look like? Show me it. Light change. Mask. Mask. Hood. So, when you see our players look like this, they are no longer their wraith. They are the shadow. Beautiful. Perfect. Thank you. Now, <clears throat> before we dive too deeply uh, into this story, let us just say, first and foremost, um, who it is uh, that you all are, who you are, who you are playing and we'll let it be a surprise who is whose shadow. Chat, you can maybe uh, figure this out. Uh, say who you think is whose shadow, because it was not random. <laughs> who, uh, who is playing whom's adversary? So feel free to speak up with who you think that might be. But uh, for now, who you are and who you're playing, we'll start with you, Diana. Hi, I am Diana D'Amico. I am playing Miss Cornelia Baker this evening. Emily. Hi, I am Emily Floyd, and in this game, I will be playing Miss Josephine Beckwith. Just a wonderful, angelic, cherubic young woman. Completely. Right? <laughs> Justice. Hi, I am Justice, and uh, tonight I am playing Master Johnson, Aloysius Johnston Beckwith III. Mason. Hey, everybody. My name is Mason Dula. Tonight, I am playing Oliver Swift. Uh, a very... Mm, he'll be familiar, I think. Uh, something of a, a genius billionaire, playboy, philanthropist kind of guy with a, with a good heart, though. So... Ish. <laughs> uh, and last but certainly not least, joining us on one of these New York stories for the first time, uh, Miss Nora Ibrahim. Hi, everyone. I'm Nora Ibrahim, and tonight I am going to be playing Marguerite. You were so pro, you got through that faster than I could take a drink. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell it's uh, right over <laughs> like, I'm like, activate stalling. No, I'm good. <laughs> um... Uh, I believe I said, and I apologize because we were discussing some things before I actually hit, we hit record on the stream here. So just in case this story uh, is again in continuity with the events of Anarchs of New York and Rage Across New York. So those things that you saw and happen have all happened here. Uh, many of them will come up over the course of this narrative, and you might even see some familiar faces that have been encountered previously. But for now, let us tell our ghost story. New York City, the greatest city on earth, depending who you ask and how you measure greatness, stands towering in the skinlands, a mecca of wealth in art, in class, in prestige, but also filth, in crime, in squalor, in desperation. And anywhere that there is human life, there is human suffering. And in a place with teeming 
millions of people stacked up on top of each other, struggling and fighting simply to survive, rushing rudely, bumping into each other and knocking everyone out of their way to achieve what they want, whether it's a cup of coffee at the bodega or a multi-billion dollar stock trade. New York has no shortage of people going about their lives, people suffering in lives ending. In the midst of all of this, life and unlife and death, the energy echoes out from this place into the next world, into a place called the Shadowlands, where echoes of New York City are imprinted on this place. The Shadowlands is quite different from the Umbra, which the Lupines freely travel to and from, and even on occasion some other supernaturals do as well. The Shadowlands is, more accurately, if the Umbra is a spirit world, the Shadowlands are the afterlife. Even some vampires can actually come here, interact with some proficiency. Those uh, of Clan La Sombra on occasion can. More often, it is the necromancers of the Hakata that have a clear insight into what this place is, what it represents, and what power and risks and perils exist here. But on the other side, in the Shadowlands, if millions of people go about their days by day in the Skinlands, in the Shadowlands, there are many millions, many, many millions in some cases of beings and spirits and entities that are going about their business. Because as New York has been continually habitated since the 1700s and possibly before, all of those people that have died and gone along some of which were fortunate enough to move on to the whatever lay after the Shadowlands, hopefully peaceful, in some cases very much not. A certain percentage of those who just couldn't move on for one reason or another, they just couldn't quite let go of the things that bound them to material life. They couldn't quite let go of the people and places and things that literally fetters them. And where they could have moved on to find peace, or perhaps even blessed stillness and nothingness, they were cruelly lashed to this world in its dark approximation and shadow in the Shadowlands. New York is one of the last surviving necropolis, recent events, a great war in the spirit world that resulted in the releasing of unimaginable power, maelstroms that ripped through the spirit world and decimated the other ghostly cities. They were known as necropolis, necropoli, I suppose, and smashed them down to their foundations and rent and tore many of these wraiths into their component parts, or worse, drained what remaining humanity existed inside of them, leaving them in a terrible state of something known only as a specter where the kindred can face a terrible fate by losing all of their humanity and becoming a horrific bestial creature known as a white or a garu can alternatively go be lost to their rage and become a slavering monster. They can also lose so much of it that they become just a feckless, helpless puppy. To be a specter is arguably the worst fate of all. 
where whatever warmth, whatever awareness, whatever personality that once existed in you has all drained away and you are left as nothing but the cruel husk of the person that you once were, the person that your shadow knew you were all along is left behind. But now, these nights, the closing nights of 2020, when the nights are approaching their longest peak as we enter into the wintertime, in the necropolis of New York, we come into a place known as Heart Island. Heart Island is one of the very first parts of New York City. It is actually older than many iconic sections of the town. Uh, it was purchased originally in 1868, and it was a part of New York City uh, even before Brooklyn, before Queens, before Bronx, the Bronx or Staten Island. Heart Island is a place where unclaimed bodies are sent to be buried. On occasion, some of these people may be fortunate enough that the legal framework and the powers that be find out who they are through a, a criminal investigation, autopsies, a face gets put, a name gets put with this face, perhaps you are buried, perhaps those people come to plant graves or flowers on your gravestone, say words of comfort to appease whatever religious authority that you once bowed to and help your soul find your way to some blessed peace beyond. But unfortunately, every single day and every single night for hundreds of years, a steady stream of unclaimed, unloved, unwanted, forgotten people were brought here to be put into small pine boxes with a hastily written number on the top and thrust down into the coal earth to wait until someone thought enough to come and look for them. And for most of them, that day never comes. Tonight, Ollie. Ollie, you were... you just gone out. No, you, you... um... No, you were on the phone? There was, um... Oh, that one stockbroker. He's, um... It's just right on the tip of your tongue. And as you're trying to gather yourself, like when you get in the car and you drive and you realize you've gone for miles and have no idea how you got there, it's the last few moments of your existence being a complete and total blur until you open your eyes and hopefully you're at your destination. You have now experienced anything but Ollie out of this sort of just temporary loss of thought, you look around and you see a place that you do not know. The sky is gray with thick thunderclouds rolling overhead in odd shapes flying 
in and out of the mist. And as you look out across the water, you see a skyline that you remember. That's the Empire State Building. You start pointing out landmarks, but in the middle of all of them, there is a gargantuan, impossibly large tower. It may stretch across the heart of Manhattan Island and stretch up so far that your eyes literally can't follow it up into the sky. And as you look around, there's people here. Sad, shambling people. What would you like to do, Ollie? To the nearest person. Uh, Excuse me, I seem to be a a little confused. Um, where, Where are we? Are you my grandson? No. I've been waiting for you. They said your ship was due back from Korea any time. Oh, my boy. Uh, 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 I'm not sure. I'm going to try and keep back. I don't want anybody to touch me right now. Uh, What do I look like? Do I look normal? What did you look like, Ollie? So, uh, Ollie was a pretty normal looking guy. I mean, short brown hair. He, he often, uh, he he kind of fit that tech mogul kind of look like he would wear black shirts. He would, uh, wear jeans, sometimes turtlenecks, but they're kind of, you know, cliche. So he, he started avoiding those, but, uh, otherwise, I mean, he just dressed like a pretty average person, uh, average build, average height, just about as average as you can get, except in his brain. As you look down, your clothes are as you remember. There's um, an odd stain on your shirt. Um, that ketchup? You don't remember eating anything. Wallet gone. Cell phone gone. But you hear a voice that calls out to you. What does this voice say to Ollie? (laughs) (laughs) He's slowly figuring it out. Hmm? Uh, Uh, You seem to have me at a disadvantage. Uh, Who and where? uh, Where are you? As you look around, Ollie, there's no one there. You still see this man kind of just like weakly, like trying to tell you, but you, it, but the source of this voice is invisible to you. <laughs> I think the more important question is who were you? And is anyone going to remember? I'm no idiot. The implication being here that you are saying that I am dead, which is, of course, not possible because I was just at my desk. (laughs) And then when you left your desk, what happened? Did, 
did you did did you uh did you put something in my drink? Is this is this a joke? Who 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 am I speaking to right now? Let's put it this way: that project you left on your desk, that one you were so proud of, you're never finishing it. How many people are going to go unhoused because you never? finished it <clears throat> this 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 is just a bump in the road <laughs> i can figure this out <laughs> okay i can figure this out i don't know who you are but <laughs> i don't need your negativity you're right you can figure this out you can think real hard you can focus all your energy, all your attention on this one problem, and you can solve it. You can fix it if you try hard enough. Thank you. See, that's mm -hmm. that's the that's what I was looking for. There we go. So yes. So uh, what are you gonna do? How are you gonna fix it? I guess I should start by figuring out uh, where I am or finding someone who can. Why am I talking to myself? You are, you don't, you're not even real. Focus up, Ollie. Focus. If you do not focus, no one will ever remember anything you did. None of that that you did back there is ever going to matter. You've got to figure this out. <clears throat> um. <laughs> How do you finish? How do you finish the project, Ollie? If you don't finish that project, what's going to happen? But go on. No, no, no. Nobody can finish that but me. That's what I thought. No one can finish it but you. <laughs> <laughs> you better go finish it then, huh? <clears throat> one one problem at a time. <laughs> All right. So you have one problem in front of you. You're not at your desk anymore. Well, surely someone... There, there's a... The world... Is even to me a mysterious place. Surely Focus someone... up, Ollie. Focus up. You're not at your desk anymore. You've got to get back there to finish. What are you going to do? God, you're so stupid. I am. You're I... so fucking stupid. No, a lot of people would really disagree with that statement. So, uh... I got to tell you, I just talked to some people. They all agreed with me. Okay. All right. I'm just going to start walking down the street, holding my head. <laughs> As you are sort of walking off into the distance, we move somewhere else. Pier 59, I believe, is where we're headed. As... I uh, have shared with you all in previous stories. I absolutely do not have the encyclopedic knowledge of the geography of New York that I have of L.A. That is why I rely heavily on Miss Emily Floyd 
And in this case, I especially get to phone it in that these aren't the streets of New York. These are the streets of the Shadowlands of New York. <laughs> so things are where we say they are. But as we come down to Pier 59 in Chelsea, I believe, near in the shadow of a art gallery that was the scene of an odd sequence of events a few months back. Uh, there were reports of screaming and gunfire, and yet there were not any police reports filed or any bodies brought out of the place. And yet, and yet, here in the Shadowlands, the gallery absolutely is full to the brim of classy, looking people with their throats ripped out chests caves caved in hearts torn finery ripped but still walking around going on as if nothing happened and in the shadow of i suppose this shadowy approximation of elegy twain's art house at pier 51 what does the haunt look like, young master? Well, if you were to have hitched a ride on a grand cruise ship in the early 1910s, you would have seen an elaborately furnished cabin um, with velvet on every surface and large bedposts and big heavy wood furniture. And this small haven is an approximation of that. In inside here on a standard day, if you can call it a day, uh, days, nights are somewhat meaningless in the timeless existence of the Shadowlands. Time as a linear construct really only exists in so much that on occasion you all pop your head over into the skinlands to see what's what. Whether or not a new cell phone has been released or whether the horseless carriage is finally coming into vogue is merely a snap of the fingers to some of you. How are you going about this normal day, Master Joseph Beckwith? Well, a normal day would consist of me going out on the pier and finding somebody to uh, to mess with. It's kind of my my the way that I pass the time when I'm not searching for the survivors of the Titanic to seek retribution for my death. Out on Pier 59, it is a chilly November day over in the Skinlands. It is, of course, always chilly here. You do see a man who is bundled up in clothes, uh, disproportionate to the, the time, honestly. You heavy, heavily suspect these may be all the clothes that this poor bastard has in the world. Sitting here, sort of shivering in casting his line off the dock again and muttering something to himself quietly. The werewolf. The goddamn werewolf. Oh, it's like he stood, stood twice as tall as a man. And, 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 and claws and fangs. 
And I watched, I watched what it did. Tore that guy in half. Nobody believe me. Nobody believe me. They said, said it was, says a pit bull. Pit bull. No goddamn pit bull tear a man in half. I seen a pit bull. I just, and that is what you kind of hear him saying as you approach him. Um, well, it's not easy to interact with the Skinlands, but I would, um, seeing him in his <laughs> peasant clothing, <laughs> definitely lower class, um, I would, um, attempt to give just a, just the slightest little tug on that line, just to give him, just give him that little bit of hope that there's something over there. Maybe he'll get a full belly this evening. Is you reach out and concentrate this you are correct even the smallest bit of influence in the skin lands takes supreme effort and concentration in most of the mortals laugh about the idea of ghosts that simply knock on walls or slam doors or knock a vase over on the table but most of them would never be able to focus the tremendous willpower necessary to move a penny over here if they had to and you, Joseph, reach out and think you can just almost feel the fishing line between your fingers and give it just a little yank. <gasps> All right, meets back on the menu. <laughs> oh, God damn it, got off the hook. <laughs> When you feel this tiny bit of truly sadistic joy at someone else's misfortune, a gift that is <laughs> continued giving for you for well over a century, Sir Joseph, you also feel the presence of an old friend. I suppose you think that was terribly clever, <laughs> Master Joseph. Oh, shut up, you. You know it was funny. <laughs> oh, yes. Your sister couldn't have done any better. Oh, wait. Yes. Yes, she could have. Do you think maybe that's why your parents liked her better? That's foolish. You, we've been through this time and time again. I was the rightful heir, so they obviously loved me more. Oh. <sighs> Right, I forgot. That's why she was the one buried in the nicer grave. Oh, wait, none of you were buried because you are worthless. <laughs> We've been through this game time and time again, and you just... Uh, your lies mean nothing to me. Well, if they My were sister lies, would do anything for me. <laughs> you know, at least if you're going to be a worthless drain on everything around you. You could do it cleverly. You can't even do that. You're pathetic, and you should feel that every day, and that is why I am here. And, and what, what do you accomplish by this? We've been through this. This is uh, old hat. Get some new tricks. Yes. And just think that old man that you have left there You know he's a peasant. He's not worth our time. 
And yet somewhere deep down you care and that is what burns you up the most. You have never been Josephine and you never will be. You will never reach that level of detachment. You will never experience joy. This is it for you. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> nope. We have we have so much to look forward to. I think Joey said that she found one of the survivors here in New York. They came for a visit. We're going to go take them down later. Bring some misery on their lives. We're, we're the best of friends, and you can't come between us. Oh, I would never dream of it. I'll be watching. Have fun. <laughs> yes, yes. Go back to your hole. Now, where jo was I? Josephine. You see your brother standing on the pier here, happily clapping, and then his brow furrowing. And what are you doing? Oh, you know, the shadow is speaking up again. The other side, you know, he's always talking, talking, talking. <laughs> did you tell him to shut up? I, of course I did. I always do. Good. He tried to tell me that you were better than me again. Well, that's because I am. <laughs> that's a good joke, Joey. Mm. Well, what did the shadow interrupt? What are you in the middle of? Oh, I was just tormenting that peasant over there. <laughs> Remember yeah. how we used to push him down the stairs? Joey. I, I remember how I used to push them down the stairs, but yes. Joey, even now, you see this old man sort of leaned over, teetering, trying to free the line from a, a post down at the bottom. And you are filled again with the idea of your brother's amateurish lack of follow-through it's again he seeks this simple folly when right here before you lay real opportunity i um <laughs> i want to uh i i tell me if this is possible in this moment i would love under the guise of a stiff wind to wrap that fishing line around this man's throat. To have him also fall off the pier or just to be afraid and entangled? All of it. <laughs> uh, I think in, in, in this instance, well, let's dive slightly into the mechanics here. Now, this game of Wraith is probably new to you watching it's definitely got a cult following that it has amassed over time but it's going to be new to a lot of you as it is new to our players so uh, i'm going to ask you do you have any arcanoi your specific wraith powers uh that would assist you in this matter uh i i have pandemonium puppetry and usury uh, I believe the easiest way to get this done would be with puppetry, where you physically uh, can um, make something terrible happen to him. Um, 
pandemonium, uh, I believe you also can kind of just cause him to freak out a little bit uh, mm -hmm. and might make this happen. Um, let me check one second here. Let me look something up myself. Oh, Josephine. Dear sweet Josephine, you never really were clever, were you? I'm far more no. clever than he is. Ooh. Oh, but you're so wrong. But, you know, I can offer you to help. I can offer to help you just this once. Just to show you that maybe on some slight occasion that maybe you can outdo your brother, which is not very often. You've never helped me in the past. You're right. You didn't deserve it. But I can be benevolent at some times. Shall we see Wait, wait, what's so different now? What do you mean? Why do I deserve it now when I've never deserved it before? Oh, you don't. You see, one that is very deceiving, such as yourself, who likes to play tricks on people. Sometimes the tables can turn. So, let's see. Am I helping you or am I not? You certainly don't deserve it. I can't trust you. You can't trust anyone. Because you haven't earned other people's trust. I don't need other people's trust. You sneaky, tricky little thing. How deceptive you are. That good little sweet Miss Josephine. Not exactly who she says she is, is she? Josephine, as you hear these words echo, you swear you feel someone standing right behind you, like that accursed headmistress used to stand behind, pushing you in the back, lifting up your chin, correcting your posture, showing you how to laugh, showing you how to move, standing behind you like a puppet master, pulling at all of your strings, and you can't quite bring yourself to turn around on the off chance she's there. No. No. I can't trust you. No. Really? How unfortunate. Seeing as how we are going to be the best of friends. You are not my friend. Time. You are not my friend. Is that because you hate yourself deep inside, Josephine? Because you know that nobody would ever really love you as much as your brother? Oh. Why such a sad face? Come now. Shoulders back. Head held high. That's better. Now, shall we have some fun? 
Josephine, when she says, shall we have some fun? In your mind, you feel, no, 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 this, you, you can't, you can't, you can't. And yet, and yet, you do feel a strange power moving through you. As if those same hands that have been shaping and physically molding you are reaching out to hold on to you and help with what you are about to try and do. You can't fight me too hard on this. Just this once. Hmm. There we go. And I will uh, assist her with, um, is it shadow play, I believe? It would be shadow play, yes. Um, as an aside for you all in the audience, the shadows have their own powers that they can use. Usually, the target of the shadows' powers are just the wraith in question. But on occasion, they can affect the environment around them or do some other things. And on occasion, they can even help. And Josephine, as you hold your hands up, you do feel a gust of wind. Well, you know you are reaching out with your own undead power. Not even undead. You haven't returned with your own mystical power in giving this man a push that in the skin lands manifests as him. He tugs on the cord, and the moment it comes free, the weight of the bobber whips up and wraps around. Uh, 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 uh. Well done, That was fun. <laughs> oh, Joey, you I always do take things too far. Oh, is that a little bit of jealousy I hear from him? He's always jealous. You see, that's how it is done. You think perhaps you could show a little backbone next time and not embarrass us so thoroughly. I just—I was just having fun, and you just—you go and you always take it too far, and I'm just... you don't take it far enough. That is fun. That is real fun. I could do it if I wanted to. Prove it. Do it. Prove it. Show her she's wrong. You can't. Well, um, is there anyone else nearby? <laughs> Let's see. Give me... Also, this is magnificent, and you all are awful, and I love every single one of you so much. Give me your wits and awareness, young master. Let us see if you can find someone else that is around. The first roll of the game. The first roll of the game. So um, we do not roll any blood dice, right? And this is all D10s. No, this, this no. is all, all okay. D10s. Um, I'm going to have a very minor house rule here that uh, people that know the old games will recognize. People who have only played V5, this will seem uh, very, very common. Uh, we will not be doing exploding tens, but we also will not have ones cancel out successes either. So it's just roll it and it is what it is. Same six and up is a success? Six and up is a success. Two success. One one critical. 
Yes. I am going to cash in bad luck and make that be <laughs> not that. I'm going to use, in fact, I'm going to get rid of both of them. Uh, what is, what does the shadow say? Is, is Joseph looks out across the pier and it seems like he, he just as another man comes into view and just a, a breeze blows in and the mist obscures him. What does the shadow say? So to be clear, just to be super fair, he can reroll. Hey, I think was- he can reroll. Shadow, bad luck, spend forced to re-roll one die. Uh, so I'm yeah. spending two, so you have to re-roll two dice. All right, re-roll both. Yes, yeah, true. You might end up with two successes after all. That's true. Still could. Mm-hmm. One success. And the mist blows in, obscuring the man. Uh, oh. I can I do thought- it. I thought you were going to show us something special, something worthy of love. You shut up. I I can do it. I'll show you, Joey. I can do it. And you come on, you just be quiet. Come on. Do you see how she looks at you? She's the only one that does it on the surface, but everyone pities you this way. You're enjoying every moment of this, aren't you, Josephine? Of course I am. Let it be a lesson to you that you're with me forever. You need me. Meanwhile, (laughs) elsewhere, another spirit is going about her days, nights, existence. Where do we find Cornelia Baker? You can find her in um, the the Natural History Museum, standing before a pedestal um, on which a, a a simple carving knife sits, encased in glass, notated that it went from Virginia in the 1600s. As you are standing there, you look around, and of course, the museum is rife with denizens of the necropolis of new york besides cemeteries there are few places that the dead feel as comfortable as surrounded by old dead things in a museum there is a odd cacophony that you hear of of pitter-patter of little feet in the chirping of young voices, always that insufferable chirping of those children. And you hear one of them say, I heard that they turned the cannibalism in Roanoke. They found bones that had teeth marks on them. You shut up. They wouldn't eat people. Uh-huh. That's what I heard. Well, okay, children, uh, there's no need to be graphic, but yes, there is some um, evidence of human predation in the Roanoke colony. I'm sure those people um, were in the most desperate of circumstances if it had come to that. And you stand there, Cornelia. Her knuckles, though already white, will tighten for just a moment. And I would like to utilize a uh, wraith grasp mm-hmm. on um, the glass case mm-hmm. 
and and just kind of give it a shove. Uh, is that something you have to roll for, or just something you can just do? You know, that's a great question. You, no, you know, I spend the pathos. Perfect. Is you reach out and you go to shove this case, this abominable modern technology. It's welded somehow, some sort of wax or sap that they use to, to keep it in place. These modern contraptions don't make any sense to you, Cornelia, but you do shake it and it starts to vibrate. And one of the kids goes, ah, look, it's a haunted knife. Look, it's moving. It's hot. And the Damn, told you, shut up. And when she gets upset, what does she hear? <laughs> Your story will never be told. <laughs> Cannibalism. Oh, the things they come up with. <laughs> they'll see. They'll, they'll see eventually. No, they won't. You are passing into obscure history, much like that entire island will eventually. No. <laughs> People will wonder. People oh, have to They'll know. always wonder, and they'll never know. <laughs> they always eventually discover the truth. Your greatest accomplishment in your life, and no one will ever know. <laughs> you threw a temper tantrum. I've had it with you. It wasn't a temper tantrum. It was exactly what they deserved. You're, you're just the same as them. No. You're a child. You couldn't even get that right, could you? <laughs> They'll see. As you are standing there, Cornelia, this awful presence whispering in your ear as it has for so very long... You see some of these mundane uh, uh, servants, guards, what are they, come over to the case and very much are looking at it and uh, see where the knife has moved slightly off of its pedestal. And you see the kid goes, it was a ghost. And they say, oh, no, don't worry, young man. There's no such thing as ghosts. Stupid. I... They'll examine it. They'll look at the knife. Sure. Sure they will. And what will that accomplish? It was used to hack up some bodies for some poor, hungry settlers. No. They'll figure it out. They'll know who I am. They'll know why. Eventually you, you... they'll know. The instructor says, uh, well, while we've got some of the museum staff here, uh, why don't we ask some questions? Do you all have any idea um, about the, the providence of this knife or who it might have belonged to? Well, uh, as you all know, science is ongoing, young people, and we're finding new tools and in analytical methods all the time. Uh, currently, we do feel like this knife, uh, based on the size and the handle, uh, would have been the belonging of one of the women of the time. Uh, unfortunately, currently, she is unknown. It could have been anybody, really. 
it is an amazing uh, nod to uh, history, the fact that you never know what could be just the one missing piece or a thing that remains from an entire civilization, just a, a random pot, a wagon wheel, a knife from someone who's just an absolute nobody uh, left behind and makes its way here. You hear that? A nobody. They're talking about you. <laughs> One day they'll know. Nobody. Your children didn't even survive. Your line ended. You and your entire family is are cast into obscurity. One more lost family of Roanoke. Oh, did she eat her children? This poor mother that owned this carving knife? They'll know. Or they'll pay. You keep promising, but you never follow through. Make them pay. <laughs> you talk a lot, but you sure don't offer any good suggestions. Why should I? What have you ever done for me? You're stuck with me the same as I'm stuck with you. I'm content. I'll get what I want in the end. I always do. Just silence yourself. <laughs> Tired of listening to you. Sure. Meanwhile, across New York, back on Heart Island, a beautiful spectral vision walks along the shoreline looking out across this place. What is Marguerite doing on a day like today? She's just trying to remember. Everything just seems like it's in little bits and pieces and I, I just need to remember how I got here. What am I why am I here? Marguerite, you think back on your life, and there are bits and glimpses, a house, a yard, laughter, an, an automobile, a jewelry, Photographs, smiles, parties, cold, pain, silence, death. And then there was something else. Voices calling. Children. <laughs> playing at something that they had no idea about. There was a time that a seance was serious business, that you had to be trained, you had to be prepared, you had to be competent to reach into the spirit world, and you were cruelly yanked back, Marguerite, by nosy children. 
and now there's just this cold gray place. The silence was so much better. They brought me back here. Why? Who even are they? Playing the victim again, I see. Quiet. You know as well as I do that you deserve what happened. I don't even know what it is that happened to me. So how can I know if I deserve it or not? Why else would you be here, my pet? Those brat children brought me back playing the stupid seance. How does that even work? That's not even a thing. Not if you don't deserve it, it's not. I don't belong here. The pretty little lies we tell ourselves to put up with this endless cycle. If it's an endless cycle, why bother lying about it? I don't even know why I'm here. What lies can I tell? You know you belong here. There's just as much darkness and filth within you as anyone nearby. That's absurd. I have the best upbringing. I didn't do anything to deserve this. I've done nothing wrong. Of course you haven't. This is all just unlucky. Do you really believe that? That this was happenstance? You never believed in luck before. Why else would I be here? Perhaps you did something terrible. I've never hurt anyone. I've always obeyed every societal rule. I've done everything right. I've, I've said the right things. I've behaved the right way. I've done everything everybody's ever asked to be ever. Sure what could I have possibly done? I don't know. Perhaps I you slaughtered children in their sleep or ran <laughs> into a school bus. I, there are so many possibilities, you see. Yes, well, none of them seem to make sense, do they? It's the mystery of not knowing which one it was that drives you crazy, isn't it? Yes. Maybe sometime we can postulate together. I think you'll feel much better knowing your options. What are my options? How does one even get out of here? Well, I mean, you could always behave now as you should have in life if this is truly where you belong. Find those children who brought you back and show them the error of their ways. Yes. Yes, it's their fault I'm here. They yes. did this. To me. And they deserve to be punished. However you see fit, I assure you. Yes. Yes, it's their fault I'm here. How does even one go about finding them? <laughs> you don't 
have to necessarily so start with other children. There are several right down there along the beach. How will I know? Practice I makes perfect, my pet. Oh no, I can't I can't. That's 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 absurd. Marguerite. I apologize. And you were going back and forth and you're like, I can't, I can't, can I? I no. Hmm. You hear another voice. I'm going to find my desk. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to complete my project. Uh, son, uh, no. And as you look, Marguerite, you see a man in a black shirt in the blue jeans of the day, sort of pacing very with determination as a as a as an old worn out man is very much trying to chase him now just tell me about the you show i i heard I, I, I heard bob hope came and performed in you ollie see the first beautiful thing you've seen today standing on the shore the wind Gently blowing her hair and dress as she's staring at you. <clears throat> Hello. Um, my, my name's Oliver. I'm sorry. It's uh, nice to meet you. I think we finally found someone more lost than you, my love. Yes. You look, you're dressed rather strangely. Uh, well, you are as well, from my perspective. I admit I'm a little confused. So if there's something I can do that would make you more comfortable, let me know. <laughs> I'm here to save the day, is that it? That Seems like you're in trouble there. Who is that man? Uh, uh, yeah, no, his son! Uh, yes, you were you in the Marine Corps! Simplify! Yes. I, 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 do, I do not know. Uh, he has been following me. But you know what? He seems to need the attachment, so I'm going to let it happen right now. Um, wh where are we right now, exactly? You really don't know. Well, I, I've had this thought uh, that I'm not holding on to too tightly. <laughs> I've had this thought that I'm, I may have died, which is, I know, absurd because I'm talking to you right now. You look a little like your husband, dear. You remember him. Yes, he does, doesn't he? Anyway, what... Have you not been here long? <laughs> um... Just arrived. Just, uh, just, uh, yeah. No, not long. Oh. Do you really have time for this? Honestly. Would you shut? Do you have time? You need to focus. <laughs> Storyteller. When I'm speaking to my shadow, can she hear me? Uh, can, can, can Marguerite hear me? That very much depends on you. This is an interesting situation because on a certain level, all wraiths are burdened with shadows. Sure. So most of your exchanges are internal. There absolutely are times that that might spill out uh, quite unintentionally. There are times your shadow can make it spill out. 
unintentionally. This, this probably was an out loud kind of moment. I, not you, sorry. There's a, I'm just having an internal conversation. It's a whole thing that I've recently started so having. You've here, so you've been here long enough then to be well, acquainted. Acquainted with who? With yourself. Well, I like to think in the years of my life, I've gotten pretty familiar with myself. Don't spoil the game for him, dear. Well, it's kind of mean if I didn't. You just got here. That's the point, my love. Well, perhaps if I help somebody, you know, in their arrival, then maybe I can finally get some answers for myself, you know? You are a fool. Not a fool. It's okay to be kind. Kind is what got you here. How? Another time, perhaps. Ollie, you very much see her eyes sort of like alternatively, you know, come looking at you, looking off into the distance, sort of focusing and defocusing, almost like she's lost in thought for a moment. I'm sorry if I, are you okay? If I'm bothering you, I can. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. It's, well, you'll, you'll come to find out that as you as you get acquainted and with this place that things like this happen. So, uh, is he still bothering? Is he still around the other man? Uh, no, he very much is like, I don't understand why I just want to hug you one last time, Tony. I, we've been waiting so long for you to roll, roll back home. Can I, can I use, uh, can, so he can see us, this man? Like he, 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 he is another wraith. Oh, he's another he, wraith. He has just been wandering this cemetery for 70 years, waiting for his son to come back from the war. And do I know this man's name? Uh, never seen Have him. He could be, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, he could be anybody. I will say you spend enough time here. This place is very important to you. Uh, you've probably seen him shambling around and every once in a while chasing after a young man. Uh, believing that it's his son, uh, but you, quite frankly, never saw fit to make his acquaintance. Okay. Um, I'm going to use intimidation. Mm-hmm. To, I've I've been very kind and sweet and nice uh, all this time, but I will turn to him and just with all the wrath of my being, tell him to fuck off. <laughs> Is. You turn, you honestly don't even have to say anything to him, Marguerite. You just give him the look. And he goes, oh, oh, uh, no, I, I, I apologize. I just, don't let me interrupt you, you lovebirds. Uh, I just, I guess. He's not your son. Was, was, I just, uh, I just got confused. I just, uh, and he turns and just sort of like shambles away over there, over what? there. Yes, what yes. Did over say there. the word, say the word over there. The what Yanks you, are coming. You like your, you did a, how did you, how did you do that? 
you know, I don't, I'm not sure, but after you're here for a while, I guess, I guess you come to find out that you are, um, are capable of certain things that you weren't capable of. I mean, I do feel a little different, I guess. Are, just cruelty, love. Tell him it's the cruelty that he's capable of now. Are we? Are to, <laughs> I know this is a stupid I'm question. Sure are we dead? We're dead. Are we actually dead? Is that? Am I just? Yes. Well, that <laughs> is fascinating. Um, how do I get, uh, not dead? I would very much like to be no longer dead anymore. Well, I'm trying to figure out the same thing myself. As a, uh, if I knew, I wouldn't be here. Sorry, I meant that. That was very rude. I didn't, I didn't mean to sound rude there. You aren't sorry. No, I, I, um... I imagine being dead is not a pleasant experience for most. Um, if this is what it is, not quite the afterlife I thought of, you know, but, um, you know what? I, I'm not planning to spend too much time here. So, uh, maybe you can come with me. And when I figure this all out, then we can, uh, crawl <laughs> back over. Oh, Ollie, <laughs> Ollie, you do not have time for this. You, <sighs> you never have, and you know you never will. Yeah, but look look at her. She, she, <laughs> she's been kind to me. She has... <sighs> all the great creators of the world, all the people who've done anything to make the world a better place, what do you think their love lives were like? <sighs> Do you think they had time for whatever that is? You know, I, I didn't until now. So maybe, maybe I should have. Hmm. Well, I'm going to give you a little piece of advice. Um, what did you say your name was? Um, Oliver. My friends call me Ollie. Oh, Ollie. Uh, I'm, I'm Marguerite. I, I will give you this one piece of advice. <laughs> there are people or beings that one should avoid here. Uh, and then uh, there it doesn't hurt to to have some friends. <laughs> so shut up. <laughs> it doesn't hurt to have some friends and uh, I I can introduce you perhaps so that oh. um, you know you don't run into things like that oh good good it, I, I take it to mean then you're uh, the you're the friend type and not the, the type that I should avoid then aren't they the same thing Would you shut up you don't uh, have time for this simpleton Marguerite Ollie and Marguerite give me your wits and awareness the sheets are laid out slightly different than what you are accustomed to. That's how it used to be back in the day. 
And I am looking for what to be success above five? Six and above. Six and above. So that's four. Okay. Four. Five successes. Five. As you all are talking here, you hear the thunder of hooves and you see something, Marguerite, a sight that you are quite familiar with, but is no less terrible. You, Ollie, have never seen such a thing. It seems like they come up from the shore. Huge, thunderous horses that their hooves rumble on the ground as <laughs> blowing thick clouds of mist out of their noses as they drive forward, pulling something that as you stare at it looks like a colossal black wagon covered in spikes. But as you stare at it, you can see just on the other side of it in the skin land, something that looks like a van, some sort of a mechanical contraption, Marguerite, a coroner's wagon to you, Ollie, that you can just make out NYPD written on the side of it. And as they pull up, there is a large grave dug out that has been sectioned into smaller graves, like a grid system where people can be laid out a certain distance and then stacked up and stacked up and stacked up. So these corpses will be identified eventually. Maybe. And as they these huge horses in the shadow land stand here and the wagon opens up behind and in the world they're unloading these nondescript wooden caskets you hear and out of the woods huge hulking things come forward that you, Marguerite, know as Maltheans. Horrific, corrupt spirits that once would only be seen per generation, but the cataclysm that destroyed so many other necropoli and heavily damaged even New York allowed some of them to get a foothold here. And while they are incredibly dangerous, you do know that if you give them their birth, they probably will leave you alone. And out of the back of this wagon, you see people, a man who looks like a cab driver with his throat cut. Another man that looks like a stockbroker whose tie has been pulled down and his shirt has been open. Clearly there's signs that somebody's attempted uh, to perform a defib, defib, defibrillation, defibrillation. I know There's you did that. They, they tried to they tried to revive the guy. <laughs> uh, another very skinny young woman that's wearing a sleeveless shirt with holes poked all into her veins. That even you recognize, Marguerite, is what it is. And as they get off the truck and sort of stand there shivering and confused and looking at each other. You see one of them comes over 
these hulking things and grabs the stockbroker and lifts him up off his feet and just looks at him. And the man just starts screaming. And he pulls out what looks like a giant weapon of some sort and shoots him with it. And you see him start to shrink and contract into a crystal about the size of the palm of your hand. And Marguerite, you know these crystals are a form of currency. And oftentimes, these creatures come here to hunt. This fate can befall any unsuspecting wraith, which is exactly why you have a circle, why you have people to watch your back, because your shadow absolutely will never help you. So you have to have other like-minded individuals. And the initial fate of so many that arrive here is this. And as quickly as these bodies are being lowered into the ground, the woman and the te taxi cab driver try and take off running in different directions. And they just, these hulking things pull up net guns, catch one, catch the other one. And you see the tallest one of them turns over and looks at you for a second, Marguerite. And in its gross misshapen face, a large bulbous eye winks at you. What am I looking at? This is what I told you about. Why right? like things we should avoid just just to get in the way. They're Malfians. Actually, I apologize. I'm pretty sure you can see that in chat when I do that, people. But yes, they're called Malfians. <laughs> Your shadows know that again, that these things will utterly eradicate a wraith. And although you have plans for your friend here, even you don't necessarily want them to be sitting on somebody's mantelpiece for all eternity. Just, uh, just don't get in the way. How do I know if I'm getting in the way? You'll know. How close are we to these uh, right now? Uh, 100, 200 feet. You know, it's, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, no. You're, you're, you're out of easy arm's reach, but it's, it's close enough to witness, but far enough that you don't think they're just going to be like, ka-chow, you know? Should yeah. we not try Did to help? No. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Did you want, do you want to end up like, did you see what he did? Yes, I did. I, I don't quite understand what I, what I saw, but yes. They can just destroy us like that. Do you want to go save somebody or do you want to save yourself? <laughs> well, that is a very interesting question. Um, uh, preferably both. <sighs> Look. It's best to just lay low, find people that you can trust, I guess, and just... You just got here. You barely know anything about this place and you want to go at, you know, and you want to go step in? Well, I... It didn't look pleasant, so I would want somebody to help me. 
No, no, no. No, no, no. Getting your teeth pulled isn't pleasant. They were being destroyed. That's completely different. It's reckless of you to just step in, not knowing what you're doing. What, if I might ask, what happens? Is there is there something past this? What happens when that happens to someone? What's up? I'm sorry. What happens when that happens? Like, are is there like an after afterlife? Um, what am I looking at? I don't. Is that it? They. I don't know what happens. They're essentially, from what I gather, are no longer beings. And what they are turned into is used as currency. That's a new one. Um, While you all are having this bewildering exchange, from across the bay, a large, creaky boat comes sailing across from the mainland over towards Hart Island. Marguerite, you know it is the original ferry from 1868 that brought the people from the labor uh, to the labor houses out here. Uh, to and fro from the island, but you also know now it's how you get from here back to the city. Mm. Does, uh, and, and I take it, Ollie sees this as well? Oh, yes. It looks uh, que questionable, Seaworth, Oliver. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it is sailing, but it is very patched and broken and creaky and listing. But it is moving across the water towards the island. Do you see that? Uh, yes. Yes, I do. That would be the only way we get off of this uh, miserable heap of land. And back on to, back to the city. Is, is the water bad then? Because if I'm already dead, I can't drown, right? Or can I? I would imagine you wouldn't want to put yourself in any same similar danger that you would just treat this life as you did your first one. Well, all right. Uh, perhaps they can use some help fixing up that boat then because it looks like a mess. It's still working so far. You see the boat comes and has no sign of slowing down whatsoever and basically just runs aground. <laughs> like pushes halfway up onto it and just kind of uh, leans over heavily. And a gangplank comes down in what looks like people of all different stripes come off. Some of them dressed in Victorian finery, some of them in uh, zoot suits and bell bottoms with big afros. Uh, some of them uh, could have been somebody you saw at Starbucks this morning. And as they are coming off, other people from Hart Island are getting on board. And that's the, that's the, only, that's the only one. It's not like a newer... Okay. 
Uh, that's that's it. That's what you got. You better go get back to work there, Ollie. Yeah. Um, is there any chance where we're going? I might be able to uh, get some work done. Are you talking? Get some work done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. Um, um, I was very close to to solving a few of life's mysteries, and uh, I, I I would like to finish doing that. Right. Well. I, I suppose you're not going to get anything done around here. Uh, I, yeah, I guess you could. Um, I, I don't enjoy staying in this one place that long because of what we saw earlier. Well, if you don't mind, I would like to accept the prior invitation. Uh, a friendship, and because uh, <laughs> this world is strange. It is. It is. And yes, I, I'll i be happy to introduce you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You've just sealed your doom, Molly. Cornelia, as you walk through the streets towards a familiar pier... And you see the creaky fairy coming back from the island, heading your direction. You see, standing on the docks there, a familiar young woman looking unusually pleased with herself. It would be strong to say that um, Josephine is a friend, but you all have a mutual understanding. And as such, you do occupy a circle with her and her brother. They are contemptible, but there is something strangely familiar about them. And also Marguerite, her quaint old world sensibilities remind you of how things used to be in a way that is slightly less infuriating than most Cornelia. Cornelia will take a moment, straighten her back and smooth out her apron. Walk over. What does, what does Cornelia look like? Um, Cornelia is uh, a plain-looking woman. You wouldn't call her attractive. She just sort of blends into the the scenery, and um, she's wearing a simple, uh, like a, a a wool gray dress. Um, of course, for modesty's sake, it comes all the way down to her wrists um, and goes all the way down to her ankles. Uh, she has a, an apron strapped around her, her midriff and um, a nice kerchief tucked into the, the collar of her blouse so that you can't see any, any more skin than you really need to. And um, she's got a very uh, stiff posture. Josephine. She reminds you of your grandmother in a sort of hateful familiarity. 
she was stern. She was cruel. But she did teach you the simple joy of visiting a swift death on those who were either too weak or too smart to avoid it. It took you some time to figure this out about grandmother, of course. It wasn't until you watched her literally wring the neck of a chicken, literally swing the poor thing around over her head. When there was a sharp knife right there, she could have done it quickly in such a way that the thing would have felt nothing. And yet, and yet, you saw the faintest glimmer in her eye as she listened to the life drain out of it. And in that moment, you clearly understood another human being. And although Cornelia is not her, she helps you hold on to whatever is left of what you do remember. And what does Josephine look like? Josephine is, um, has the, the form of her, a 12 year old girl, just, you know, pin curled hair kept into a very ladylike, uh, do wearing, um, you know, a 19, early 1900s era kind of shapeless, but elegant dress, um, befitting a girl of her age, um, made out of the finest materials, um, everything in its place, everything absolutely prim and proper. Dark brown hair and big pool-like dark brown eyes. Josephine, one thing you know um, is people. You read them like the voluminous number of books that were inflicted upon you as a girl. And yet it's important because you need to know who is aware, who's paying attention, who suspects something. And although you don't know where Cornelia has gone, it is clear to you she's agitated. Young mistress. You missed it. Miss what? I taught an idiot a lesson. Is your brother around? Oh, not that idiot. Different one. Um, but yes, he's around. Mm. This spoiled child. She represents everything you are not. Wealth and privilege. Is everything all right? Yes, child. It'll be Kill her. She's she really the same as I am. You really, really don't wish that she'd be around very long, do you? Josephine. No, I like having her around. No, you don't. Yes, I do. You, you don't know everything moment. I feel. You don't. You, Josephine, you stand up straight. You're slouching. 
Sorry, oh, ma'am. Sorry. Taking orders, are you, Miss Josephine? Taking orders from a commoner. Hmm. I don't think your brother would do such things. He knows. He knows his stature. He knows his place in life. He wouldn't let somebody else boss him around like that. Of course he would. He lets me boss him around all the time. Oh, poor delusional dear. It's all right. You'll learn. Stuck-up, spoiled brat. Shut up. She's fine. Well, anyway, I, I guess I, I don't care what's wrong. Um, I don't care. Anyway, Joseph and I were playing, and we're going to... Greet the newcomers from the dock. You're going to greet them, or Joseph's going to greet them? We both are. Do you want to come? I suppose. But it's impolite to talk to strangers. You should speak when you're spoken to, both of you. She only wants to go because Joseph is going, not because of you. That's fine. Come along. Yes, ma'am. Yes, we'll follow orders. Yes, ma'am. As you all make your way down, the ferry does pull in almost impossibly large into the nearby slip. And as the gangplank comes down and Marguerite, you step off with your new friend, you do see three familiar faces across the way. You see Joseph sort of pacing, seeming kind of frustrated, but then like carefully eyeing everybody coming off like a young wolf looking for its next meal. And you see Cornelia and Josephine making their way down the plank, looking alt alternatively regal, yet irritated. And what, by the way, does Marguerite look like? Marguerite is tall and very elegant with uh, long flowy hair, uh, a very kind face. Um, She's very captivating. Uh, somebody you want to speak to. And what does Ollie look like? Uh, at least day to day, probably not like that. <laughs> he, he, generally speaking, he probably could look better if he took a little better care of himself. He's not gross by any means. He just he has a lot more stuff that he needs to do rather than keep his hair slicked back or cut or whatever all the time. You know, it's, it's, it's more about the, the brain and that's what he's been focused on for so long. Hashtag woke up like this, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. He's a little uh, bit unkempt there. <laughs> uh, Joseph, uh, what does Joseph look like? Joseph's a young boy, somewhere around 12, 13 um, with, with just that perfect little 
cherub face with the big cheeks and every time he smiles you just get those little dimples and he uses them to charm people all the time um and he's dressed up in in some finery that looks like it might have gotten a little must so um you know a, a small little bow tie and a tuxedo jacket and he's never without his little hat as you are eyeing the people disembarking joseph you do see um Again, friend would be a strong word, but fellow member of your circle, <laughs> Marguerite, getting off the boat. You like her. You like her, and you don't like many people. She reminds you of a woman that was on the great ship, on the Titanic, who made a point to always slip you an extra biscuit at every meal. And on that night that the Titanic cruelly smashed into the iceberg and went down into the ocean, never to rise again, she held on to your hand and ran with you towards the lifeboats. She had every intention of saving you, Joseph. Fool that she was. And every time that you see Marguerite's face, you can't help but remember that last truly happy night that you had and now you see her approaching you with this stranger in tow joseph i i forgot one thing i do have a wispy crown on my head that i can't seem to shake off it's sort of incorporeal you're welcome whatever that word is is it usually is it is it a, a permanent fixture or is it just something that has shown up just here recently it's it's been there for a little while, a couple of years at least. It's pretty pretty permanent. You're welcome. Yeah, courtesy of Shadow. Mm -hmm. A little fuzzy, anyway. It makes him look like a little prince. Mm -hmm. Again, prince. courtesy of your shadow. <laughs> but yes, you see them disembarking, uh, and you see her seeing you. Yep, Marguerite. Hello, welcome back. I've missed you. Oh, hello, and Joseph. Is this uh, a good, will... good person? Yes, yes. This is okay. one of the people I'm telling you about. Uh, Joseph, this is, uh, this is Oliver. He's, he's new. Hello, Oliver. Very nice to meet you. And I'll give him a little stately bow and offer my hand. That's very nice to meet you as well. I also, I can't swap back and forth this quick, but as soon as he touches me, the shadow... <laughs> <laughs> on the other side is going to activate vampiric touch, which I guess means I'm rolling against myself. I guess the, the yeah, that is exactly what that means. Yeah. So, uh, vampiric touch while you're assembling your dice. This is wild. You are rolling for both of you. Uh, vampir vampiric touch is a, is a, is a pretty powerful, um, uh, shadow ability that allows you to drain angst from another so uh how this is going to work practically is mason as shadow uh is going to roll um you are both gonna test your willpower so you're both going to roll willpower so uh but no this is um it's, conf it's confusing. <laughs> mm -hmm. It indicates the number of angst points that you can absorb. Okay. So, here's how this is <clears> going <throat> to work. Um, you are... You... Joseph's shadow 
is actually attacking Oliver's shadow. So it is Emily that will roll the dice. Okay. Um, oh no, 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 no. You are correct. It is it is the psyche's contested willpower. And this you really are rolling against yourself. It's just if you win, you are going to drain the angst that Emily is using. Yes. Okay. So if it's contested, it's just it's I need five. successes above yeah, five, five, okay. two, two pools of five, basically. In so in Shadow whoever, has three Sh- successes. Uh huh. Shadow's got three. Okay, I love this, by the way. And Ollie got none. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, Joseph's shadow loses three temporary angst. Uh, we are going to go to break soon. I'm going to reread that carefully. I may come back and tell you something quite different happens. However, okay. what does happen for sure is Joseph's shadow goes up by three angst, which is a significant power boost. So, yes, during this one very gentle human interaction, the shadow uses it to take something that is just going to let it hurt you that much more. Yes. <laughs> The good right. news is it's one it's once per target per session, so I can't do it to Joseph again. I I won't oh, sorry, to Ollie again. Yeah. <laughs> that is wild, by the way. Yes. Uh I I won't make you switch back over, but I will say, Joseph, you aren't aware of what it's done, but you are aware that the shadow is very happy now. Dash it all. What's he excited about? Very nice to meet you, Oliver. Welcome you, to New York. You as well. Um, as I kind of look around, are you... I don't know if this is, like, taboo to ask. When... When are you all from? <laughs> what a silly question. Don't ask things like that. And I'll take his hand, and then I'll take Marguerite's <laughs> hand, and I'll walk them down the gangplank. Come on, I've got some friends to meet. Come on, I'll introduce you. Cornelia and Josephine, you, of course, see Joseph walking, holding Marguerite's hand, who you do know, and this other man, who you do not. Oliver, this is my sister, Josephine. Josephine, this is Oliver. And a pleasure um, to meet you. Pleased uh, to meet you. Forgive me, I don't remember your name. Uh, Oliver. No, no, no. Um, sorry. Um, Young master. Um, you know yes. my name. <laughs> C- certainly. But could you remind us? Children should speak when spoken to. Your name is Oliver, sir. Yes, Oliver. Um, and you are? My name is Cornelia Baker. That's right. I don't keep track of the help's name. When... Oh, yes, go ahead. Do you see the things he gets away with? <laughs> Certainly no, no one would ever, ever be so kind to you if you did that. You look- when, when Oliver extends his hand to shake yours in a very modern way, how does Cornelia react? Uh, she's she's kind of going to look down at his hand and then up at his face and recognize that th- this is very strange. This is impertinent. 
And instead of shaking his hand, she's going to uh, just do a, a like a circle around him in a few steps, just sizing him up. Are you Marketing examining the goods? What's happening right now? Just I, oh, I, I'm sorry, Cornelia. Uh, Oliver is new here, so he may not um, be accustomed to customs. Oh, oh. Welcome to being dead, Oliver. You will get used to it really quickly. You are going to like it. There is a lot you can do. Um, it's uh, it's actually quite fun. Um, you can mess with people and you can make things happen that you want to happen. And you can really get your way most of the time. And uh, I, I, I'm sure you are already enjoying it, but I thought you should know you're going to like it quite a bit. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that positivity. I'm going to lean into Marguerite. These are really nice kids. Will Aren't anyone these... be missing you, dear? Missing me? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of people are going to be pretty sad that I'm gone. Do you hear that arrogance? <laughs> Another rich person in your circle. Isn't this so wonderful? do wish you'd shut up. I've done more than all of these people. No one will ever know. <laughs> I, I don't know, uh, again, I don't know how long you all have been here, but I mean, you, you've you all heard of FGIN, I assume, or <laughs> perhaps the Steel Soldier Project, or... Look at the dumb looks on their Sorry. faces. They'll... <laughs> they're just... They're just a little, uh, th I'm sure they will know if I mm, just I'm shut up, sure, okay? I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure you've done very well for yourself. Uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Are those places? Are they <sighs> your offspring, perhaps? It's very strange naming, but... Um, back home, or when I was still alive, um... I was a bit of a an inventor, I guess you'd say. Um, uh, I don't. F Sorry, etymology is not my strong suit, but uh, I think philanthropist is a word. Philanthropy is probably a word that you all are familiar with. I are I you talking down to me? N no, no, man. Oh, he is. He is. Kill him. Kill him. I wouldn't dream Rip of this. Throw it out. Uh, I'm only new here. And I would never <laughs> intend any, uh, no, no, of course, I'm sorry. He thinks he's better. Young man, if you intend to disrespect the other members of this circle, you'll find yourself solely without friends in your time of need. Marguerite may have taken a soft spot for you, but she hasn't been here as long. Well, Cornelia, I think he was just saying what he did. I don't, I don't see anything he said being rude. Speaking to me as if I don't know what words are. He's adjusting. He's just like every other man with a thick pocketbook and an opinion. You just can't get them to shut up. 
We can't be all bad. He's a philanthropist. Uh, is that what you were, buddy? <laughs> a philanthropist. And you all see, standing at the edge of the pier, a face that some of you recognize that, Oliver, you very much don't. Okay. It manifests as a smile that is a little too big with teeth that are a little too white in skin that is completely jet black. His eyes are black. His hair is black. And he is wearing what you realize would have been a probably $20,000 tailored suit in life that is completely um, red velvet. And he is standing at the end of the pier. Those of you that have been here for some time recognize the shadow man immediately. He is a very powerful spirit, although he doesn't often manifest around New York. He could. He just usually chooses not to. Oh, look at you. <laughs> What's the, what, what, what did you think you were, uh, man? No, you didn't think you were Batman because you don't ever get your hands dirty, did you, buddy? Um, maybe uh, Green Arrow? Uh, I apologize, my uh, more dated friends. I'm uh, speaking to our new buddy Oliver here in a, a language that he would understand. Um... Or Zorro with the Robin Hood. Yes, you all know Robin Hood, right? As this guy, he you, was a. He was a prattling on. Oh, um, you um, uh, help me out, Joseph. Uh, her name. Uh, oh, I don't remember. I keep. Forgetting. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's like it's weird. It's like I look right at you, and it's like your face just doesn't stick in my mind. You, on the other hand, Marguerite, hey, hi, how you doing? And he does come, like, walking slightly closer to you. Anything I can help you with? I actually, I actually brought you uh, a gift. Call it a token of my esteem. Uh, you are muted, ma'am. I'm afraid to ask, what is it? <laughs> he reaches inside of his coat and he pulls out something that looks like a triangle with a circle in the middle and three bumps on the outside and something written along the edges that is difficult to decipher. You can give me wits plus a cult if you want to try and figure out what this is. Okay. Would the rest of us be able to see it? Yes, see, he very much pulls it out of his pocket right in front of you. So you, oh. you all can do wits and a cult if you like. Yeah. Even me? Even you. Oh, boy. I got three successes. All right, three. Okay. Four successes. Four, four. I. What you have no idea, Joseph. That's a pretty uh, bauble. 
I'm going to put here in through the wonder of modern technology through our chat what this looks like. Uh, otherwise, I will describe it. Um, it looks like it is made out of metal. There are numbers and letters all over it. And it takes you a second to place it, Marguerite. This is a planchette from a Ouija board. And you have seen this before. Where did you get that? Oh, there's nowhere I can't go. <laughs> Nothing I cannot acquire. I'm sorry, what, what was your name? He turns and he looks at you and he says, You know, I realize you put your brain uh, to the forefront, but you, you got a good look. You got good bone structure. Did you ever think about maybe modeling or maybe something a little more vapid? No. Ah, well, I would say it's a loss, but the good news is you're going to look like this for all fucking time now. So names are power. So I won't be giving you mine, Oliver. However, what most people around here call me, Mr. Swift is a shadow man. And you can go anywhere and get anything. He's a lovely man. He brings us sweets and treats sometimes. You know, it's because you never do the one thing I cannot stand, Joseph. You're never boring. Always <laughs> interesting around you and your sister. <laughs> We do like to keep things interesting. We do, yes. Did you hear that? He even likes him more. He likes us both, he said so. <laughs> you keep telling yourself that, my dear. <laughs> Why do you think he said that, Joseph? Well, he, he likes me. To boost you. No, you know much better than that. He wants something from you. No, he said, he said, we keep things interesting, and that's all he wanted. Shadow Man, Shadow Man, Marguerite got a gift. Do we get a gift? Oh, yes. Give us a gift. Give us a gift. We yes. always oh. give gifts. Indeed. <laughs> oh, when your shadow speaks up, Marguerite. His head tilts just a little and he smiles at you in a way that you think he can hear it. But Even he, just, he knows there's a darkness in you. Oh, Joseph, Josephine, I've brought you the greatest gift. I've brought you an adventure. I assure you, you will be very interested in seeing where this goes. That is assuming you want it, Marguerite. Yes. Where did you get it? Actually glad you're here because I can speak to you how the kids talk these days. I don't really know how to convey to her no spoilers. Um, I don't want to give away the ending, Marguerite. 
Then what? It's a mystery book. He holds his hand out to you with it, the planchette in between his fingers. And he just puts it down in your hand. You asked how you would find them. Yes, but how? What does this even tell me? I, I know. What can I even gain from this? He's not even telling me how. How? Don't be so dense. It's true, Marguerite. You've been specially equipped. You've got your connections in a way with people. You got uh, Dr. Big Brain here to delightfully precocious children. And uh, she knows how to survive, I'm sure, by your powers combined. You'll think of something, and I, for my part, I get to watch the show. And if there is one thing that I do love in this endless, stupid fucking existence is a good show. And that is a good place for us to take a little break. So we'll do a quick 10 uh, here and jump back in so everybody can hydrate, breathe. You all are delightfully, wonderfully awful. I apologize because I'm trying to be like poker face over here. And some of the stuff y'all have said to each other, I'm like, yo, that was so cold. So, uh, (laughs) brava. So, um, We'll say we'll come back at 45, 45 minutes after. We'll be back. So don't go nowhere. Standing here on the docks of Pier 59, looking around at your fellow spirits coming and going about their daily existences. Some of them standing here by the docks waiting for ships that will never arrive to take trips they will never go on. Or as Oliver already experienced firsthand, waiting for loved ones that will never return. Living this same endless existence on a loop. But in the midst of this, New York is still New York, even in the spirit world. And there is industry. There are shops in taverns, in houses of ill repute, in opportunity to experience not necessarily sins of the flesh, but their closest approximation, houses of carnal experiences and houses of rest. Because even though you have transcended Rather recently, or perhaps in times long past, the need for mundane things such as food and sleep, you, even in this current state, do still need rest on occasion to recover your mental fortitude, your energetic exertion, or on occasion to heal this physical form uh, that you now occupy. Because as you have also witnessed, 
it is possible to damage this shell. It is possible to eradicate this shell. And yet, unfortunately, as some of you often know, you in particular, Josephine, but all of you on occasion, that as often as that sleep can bring rest and restoration, it also can bring the most unspeakably terrible of nightmares. And so, most of your kind is up and about all the time in a place where there is no noon and there is no midnight, a perpetual dusk. Time is largely meaningless, as is when you sleep in it. And as you look down the street of this shade of New York City, Ollie, it is just familiar enough to be disturbing. Cabs race up and down the streets after a fashion, as do people alternatively rushing to and fro to get to this place and that, some of them with a determined stare of awareness, that familiar, what are you looking at, that you can get commonly in New York City, but often many of them are also just clearly going through the motions. They are not individuals anymore so much as echoes the street sweeper that will just make his way back and forth down the block for all eternity never even looking up from his work maybe he can't look up from his work anymore the jogger making endless laps the old married couple that will fight to the end of all things just inside the window up there And as you stand there, taking all of this in, your newfound circle all stands looking around at this metal object in Marguerite's hand. It is the planchette from a Ouija board. It has the letters of the alphabet carved into the metal, the numbers 1 through 10 carved into the metal as well, in a yes and a no as if the characters of the board itself have been replicated here on this heavy metal thing. And no sooner had the shadow man put it in your hand, his, he simply vanished. I turn it around. Do I see anything distinctive or unique about it? You can give me... Um, either wits or intelligence and investigation, whatever will give you the bigger pool. Okay. Uh, wits and intelligence is the same. Uh, where's my, okay. I got zero successes. You've successfully rolled a disbelief. You're like, I don't, what do you like? What, huh? What is it? Let I don't me understand. see it. I want a gift. I didn't get one. I didn't it's get not- a prezi. Joseph, it's not a gift. It's not a it's not a prezi. It's something to do with why I'm here. Well, I didn't get anything for why I'm here. Yeah, we always get prezies. Yes. Why is this thing important? <sighs> It's well, not important. I, What's important is we didn't get any prezies. Please. <laughs> Oliver. The reason why 
I'm back here has something to do with this. I don't remember much from my life. There's little bits and pieces and for some reason, so many can remember how they got here and I can't. But what I do remember is like a, is like a parlor game. This, this game, this is part of it. But I don't understand, it's, it's, this could be anybody's. Can, you know can, I, can I see it? Uh, what were you saying there, Shadow? You know it's not anybody's. This tiny metal disc caused so much trouble. You must really be weak if it could hurt you that badly. It didn't hurt me, it brought me here. They brought me here through this. Children. Yes, children. Hmm. I You're don't right. You're definitely not weak. What? I said, you're right. You're, you're definitely not weak. Just brought back by a bunch of children. There have been worse things. Oliver. Anyway, Sorry. I, is, I do hand it to, to Oliver. Mm -hmm. Same thing. Wits or intelligence and investigation, whichever's going to be higher. Oh, investigation, not my strong suit. Do you have any occult? I have that, yes. Uh, you can substitute occult instead of investigation. Oh, okay, cool. Thank you, uh, mm -hmm. wise master. <laughs> I'm like, you all have been terrible covered, so I can just be nice in this one. Who'd have thought Wraith was the game that I get to be the most benevolent? I feel like you've said that a lot in World of Darkness game, and it just shows that we are terrible. It's, I, I have outsourced treachery to you guys. So. It's four, four successes. Um, I would say two things that jump out at you immediately is um, Ouija boards are actually uh, toys. Parker Brothers puts out Ouija boards, which actually is true. They're the number one makers of, uh, of, of Ouija boards, um, which is terribly fucked up by implication, if you think about it. <laughs> and, I have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, however, this is not a toy. This is this is a very well made hand carved metal planchette, um, and it is difficult to place an, an age on it. But it is old. Uh, you you think it is probably an antique of some sort, uh, and this is like this was for like real uh, seances. If you had to wager a guess with four, you think it's probably from around the kind of turn of the turn of the twentieth century spiritualism period. Okay. Uh, this um well from from when, from when I'm from uh, this is somewhat old. Um if it's important to you I'm, I'm you've helped me so far maybe I don't know what you guys know about technology maybe if there's a computer nearby I could do some research and and dig a little deeper to help you find where it came from. A what? <laughs> Quit ignoring me. I want a toy. Would you shut up and I'll slap him. 
I'm going to hand it back to her, kind of watching this exchange. Mm -hmm. As I take, I, I will take it back. Uh, but when I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, I must ask, when he gets hit, what does Joseph Shadow say? Or does it say anything when, when he gets hit? <laughs> it's not going to say anything out loud. It's just going to chuckle and listen. Hmm. Wasn't How? delicious. Dare you. I have never been so disrespected by 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 the help. Do you know who I do you know who my father is? You're an ungrateful child and you deserve what comes to you. You're a peasant. Joey. I smack uh Joseph on the face. I want to use vampiric nature to steal more stuff. <laughs> I guess theoretically from both of them. No, they, I miss Diana's, so I'm just going to catch you later. <laughs> uh, if willpower to willpower, yeah, it's five five v five, I suppose. So you, you, um, yeah, Josephine, are are going to roll your willpower. So roll roll five dice. Guys, these are the ghosts that like each other, too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I said from the beginning, like is strong. Like is strong. You I cover each other's two. backs. Yep. So, so I still won? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, okay. You still won. Cool, cool, cool. And All right, cool. Got it. I will, uh, again, I will I will clarify how that power works, because I think we're going to see a lot of it. Yes, but I believe <laughs> Josephine Shadow wanted to say something. Hit him again. <laughs> <laughs> no! Once is enough. I I oh, I don't smack act, him. Like Very much liked it. Um, mm -hmm. I smack him and I grab him by the shoulders and I'm like, pull it together, Joe. Did you, she hit me? You hit me. This is you no. Know you deserved it. I, did, I didn't deserve it. You know did, you they did. don't have any right to do this, Joseph. If you keep acting like this, no one is ever going to give us any presents anymore. Well, maybe not him. They're certainly not going to give any to you. Don't worry, Joseph. We'll make them pay for it later. Oh, she'll pay for it, all right. Just like the nanny. Patience. Patience. I am not some stupid bint watching over you while your parents abandon you. Our parents didn't abandon us. Yes, they did. You're here on your own. They obviously didn't love you enough to take them with them to the grave. Ooh. Um, Marguerite, is this sort of exchange normal? I'm sorry, who is he asking? I missed that. You, <laughs> Marguerite. Marguerite. I do suppose they get into these uh, scuffs every once in a while, but you know they're children. They they're gonna they're going to squabble every once in a while. Although Joseph, I really think that you shouldn't be so disrespectful to Cordelia. And they're like children forever. Yes, I'm older than you. Where do you come from, anyway? Don't be what? insufferable, or I'll do it again. You will not. You touch me again, and you'll regret it. I promise you that. 
promises cabin would you be in? Count if they aren't empty, my dear. I'm gonna turn away from her and completely ignore her, and sniff. <laughs> cabin would you be in, sir? Oh, Joseph. It's important to know, Joey. <clears throat> we need to know where everybody stands. As Father are... always said, status is the most important thing. Well, then, I think it'll probably burn you up more to not know. And I like the mystery. I thought I liked you, Oliver. I'm not so sure anymore. Well, I think that you will find in time that class really doesn't matter. It's what you do with what you have. <laughs> it's the only thing that matters. Simpleton, he must be low class. Mind your manners. You don't. Ha you haven't taken your class to this land with you. Everybody's in the same amount of danger. What is that strange little contraption? Kill this insolent child. It's. It's part of a game. Gun is thrown out. <clears throat> it's um. Stab him. It's for a seance, where they, a seance is when they, when living, attempt to bring people back from the dead. Well, it's not, listen, I remember Ouija boards. They don't work. I would move them every time just to spook all my friends. You did? You said that was the spirits. Not with you, Joseph. And of course you would be stupid enough to believe it. Not stupid. She was very convincing. I yes. trust my sister. Not that it is hard to convince you, is it? Never the Don't you worry about weak spirits, my dear. It's not a matter of weak or strong. This could have happened to anyone. Sure. What... What happened? I... I don't remember. I just know that this brought me back. And whoever... Brought me into this land, I wasn't... I don't... I don't know. But... But whoever owns this must know how I got here. Or must be a reason why. There must be a reason why they brought me back. How would they know Ol who I was? Uh, Oliver, has anyone explained to you that there is a restful place? N no. You mean past this? Sort of. Some people skip this altogether and go straight there. Marguerite was one of those lucky few. Why Until she here, then? Well... I think the owner of that could probably shed some light on the situation. Wait, why am I here? You've obviously done something wrong. You've heard of purgatory, yes? Yeah, of course. Oh, this. That's this, this conversation with this man. Do you want to put your arms around him? 
relive your shame. I mean, I, I suppose um, I should really be thankful. This gives me a chance to make my way back and uh, finish my work. So this doesn't seem so bad. Oh, That's not how it works. Ten. Well, I'm sure it's been done before. I mean, they brought her out of the good place, right? So... What did you live your life like? What did I live my life like? I, uh... Yes, I I don't know if you realize, but the people you're surrounded with right now are ex-people. Weren't great? He's not a mass murderer, if that's what you mean. I mean, I think you're not strong. Not that anyone will ever know. I mean, I, I, I think that the children are perhaps a little antsy. You and... must have done something awful in life. They're terrible. Well, I didn't do anything know. awful in life, and, the, and they're children. Right. Well, innocent souls. That's what Marguerite says. You'd do well to be quiet. Go ahead, Ollie. Tell her what you did. Marguerite. I don't know if you realize, but you're dressed totally inappropriately. And if that's any indication of how you live your life, I'm not certain I believe you. What do you mean inappropriately? Look at all the skin you're showing. Say it, call her a whore. Say what they always called you. It's perfectly suitable. Oliver, all I'm saying is you must have done something wrong. Well, uh, I think I'll figure that out when I get back. Oh dear, I do love your optimism. Look, even if it's never been done before, it doesn't mean it can't be done. I mean, I've seen a lot of crazy stuff. I've read some pretty crazy things, and it seems entirely possible. I was working right. on it's machine your first one. Myself. Where did that come from? I'm sorry, the, where did the, where did it come from? Yes. Well, I think you will find, uh, due to modern technology, as soon as I can find a computer, I will have that answer for you in relatively short order. Well, where can we go? So, I don't know how this place works, <laughs> but I, I. I think I've seen glimpses of the the real world, the living world. Is it possible for us to do anything there? Joey strangled a man earlier with fishing line. You need to go, Joseph. You need to go to the library. That would be a great start. Is there, how do I do that? He is <laughs> stupid. You really are stupid. That's, That's not nice. Not nice. Sorry, but you are. I'm you, not. You, you lived here in New York City, yes? I did, yeah. Until very recently. It hasn't changed really at all since you've been here. She's saying yeah. a library. 
is still here. Oh, and we can just go. If if this library, if the library has this technology you speak of, I told you before, Oliver. This is the best part about being dead. You can do whatever you want. Is my is my is my tower still here? You have hmm. a whole tower. Well, in, you lied to me. You I, are high class. You better I'm get gonna, to that tower. You better finish your work. Can we? Is it possible that my tower is still here? Can I? Oliver, as you sort of feel a gush of hope coming up inside of you as you're like, oh, oh, I, oh, and you start scanning around the skyline where your tower should be, that colossal black tower is standing. So <clears throat> it would have been in the general that vicinity what is that thing those of you that have been here know um new york city in the shadowlands paralleled as a necropolis paralleled exactly what happened with new york city the city as over time as this land has been inhabited smaller necropolis necropoli uh, came up and then over time sort of fused into one massive city, even here. And as the number of inhabitants grew, as the amount of spiritual energy has grown, so the tower has grown. Well, we don't, we don't go there. Um, it's... Oh no! But it mean? it's just—I guess you would say it's a—it's a landmark of specific to this land. Is—is is there a way to uh, make it go away, or like make it so that I we can just? There's a lot of important stuff in my tower that would really make a lot of this easier. As you keep mentioning your work, what is it that you have unfinished? So, so many things. Um, some of the more recent stuff I was working on, I had a revitalization machine. I was working to fix this sort of problem, bring the human brain back. And uh, I've been working on a clean energy reactor, which was really close to being done. Failure. Failure. I would have Failure. succeeded just if I had just a little more time. Failure. <laughs> but they were really close to, to being done. I, I just needed a little more time. Hmm. Um, well, I don't know what to tell you about your tower. In any case, if the if the library is is still here, then perhaps we can 
stop by there and maybe it's here. Well, well, good. That, you know, that's one positive. See, we just got to keep our chin up and everything is going to turn out just fine. It's awfully boring, though. There's just a bunch of books. <laughs> Joseph, you will find that books contain whole other worlds. You just have to give them uh, a little bit of a read. Well, they do have the big lions out front. I do like to look at those. Yeah, we like the lions. Would I be able to tell which direction? I mean, I know the landscape's a little different, but can I just be like that away? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and you've got locals. I mean, they they, yeah. they definitely know where where the library is. Um. Is uh, could we could we go now? I don't know how like time works. I don't know if you have guys have schedules or jobs or whatever. Um. <laughs> No, no one has a job here. We're just He's so silly. <laughs> I told you, Oliver, you can do whatever you want. Here goes, sissy. Grab his hand. Let's take him. Come on, we'll show you the way. And we grab his hands mm -hmm. and start walking in that direction. Okay, mm -hmm. as they're on either side of me. Mm -hmm. So can we? Can we? Like, f can we fly? I've always wanted to fly. Don't be silly. <laughs> hey. Was the was the shadow going to say something there? Um, no, not at the. Uh, no, we're uh, we're past that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you all start making your way through this place, um, it is disturbingly familiar yet alien, Oliver. Uh, it is like riding not just in the passenger seat of your own car, but in the back seat of your own car. You're familiar with the sights and smells and the sensations of it, but they've been set on their end in a way that is unsettling. You can make out ambiently on the wind the honks of horns in traffic, from the next world, which at times feels much closer than it others. And it takes you a moment or two to put your finger on it until you realize when you get near churches, when you pass cemeteries, when you pass old places, sacred places, you can hear them clearer than when you move away from them. And there is nothing but the crushing, oppressive sameness of this place as you are walking through. It takes what feels like a long time, but your legs don't begin to ache. The sun doesn't move in the sky. There's actually not a sun in the sky. But it just goes on and on and on until you start to hear a commotion. All of you do. You hear uh, chatter, like a large group of people talking amongst themselves, kind of right around the next corner. You can kind of, oh, <laughs> ambient chatter.
Well, what do you reckon's going on around there? Do we know what that ambient chatter is? It's just somewhere somewhere up ahead when you're when you're gonna turn the next corner. Just there's a commotion of some sort. Perhaps it's a carnival. Come on, let's go. Yeah, I I drop Oliver's hand and go running ahead. <laughs> the two Wait for me. Yep. You you see your your two <laughs> young delightful children just peel off in the direction uh, of that. What do the other three of you do when they do? Wait, you can't just... <sighs> so, normally I would want to go after... I don't know how this works. They are technically older than me. <laughs> You'll find that oh, they yeah. can take care of themselves. Yes, but we have to go see what it is now. We can't just leave them. I don't see why not. I'll I'll run up ahead. I'll follow. Corn- Cornelia doesn't strike me as a woman that um, moves in haste. No, she walks very deliberately uh, at the exact same pace that she was was <laughs> using before. Like a serial killer. Got it. Yeah, sort of like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, you know, like a like a colonial era terminator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> what does a colonial era terminator want? Okay. It's fine. It's fine. Apparently <laughs> like Cornelia. <laughs> Theater of the mind. Uh Joey and Josephine. As you all come around the corner. There is a crowd gathered along the sidewalks and out into the street. So much so you kind of have to squirm and push your way through. And you can see in the middle of the road, there is a body standing, laying splayed out on the pavement with a bike next to them that is completely twisted and mangled. And you hear the faint whining of sirens. And you can see there is a young man standing over this body that looks just like it with his head matted with blood sticking up and like kind of pasted pasted all over him. And he's looking down at himself and everybody around us. Oh, here we go. I don't know. How long do you think he's going to make it? I, I mean, shouldn't we like somebody help him? He's like, no way. They're going to crystallize his ass any second. 20 bucks oh. says he cries and runs away first. 20, you're on. Oh, look, Joseph. Do you think we should help him? I don't know. I do not. like it when we get new visitors. Why don't you kick him while he's down? What should I do? Whatever you do, you're not going to upstage your brother. So why don't you make a good show of it? Give it a good try. Let's see. Maybe you're clever enough to think of something. Do I see anything like the um, 
what, is, what are they called? Malfians? Malfians. Um, um, they don't just like hang around. They tend to show up. I mean, think of them very much as like lions on the Serengeti. Like you sort of go about your thing and every once in a while they kind of explode and eat somebody and then are gone again. In fact, you all have been here long enough and especially you, uh, Josephine. That didn't used to be a thing. Um, it, you know, the, the, the widespread prevalence of the Malfians is fairly recent. It's actually been since the 1950s, but for you guys, it's like, oh, that kind of just happened. It's, uh, it's after the, after the nuclear bombs were released in World War II, and then so many people died in World War II, and then as some other things that have happened after that in quick succession help make it easier for them to be in the Shadowlands. Um, but there was a time that never would a Malfian just show up on the street and just jack somebody. Uh, but those times are long past. Um, I would like to... Come on, Joey, let's help him out. Hi there, sir. Welcome. You're dead. Now, just come here. We're going to step away from your body and, and join <laughs> us in this... Come on. It's so much uh, fun here. Tell him, Joey, it's the best place in the world. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I am, I can't be dead. I'm on the way to propose to my girlfriend. I'm on the way to propose to her tonight. We have mm. reservations. I can't be late. I, I, I gotta, I gotta go home and change. You're and right. You're right. You should probably just call out for her repeatedly, loudly. She'll hear you. She'll yes. come. I'll you know where the restaurant is. You should go to to her house first. Go to her house and call her name over and over again. And then go to your restaurant and wait for her for your reservation. Yes, tell him he survived his crash. She'll be there when you get there. And you look wonderful. Uh, re really? I just... That, this is... I mean... Uh, okay, this is all like... What are you waiting for? You better uh, go. You're going to miss her. Yes, she's okay. not going to wait forever for you. You, he's... Oh, uh, okay, okay. Uh, uh, and he starts, like, turning like he's going to walk down one of the nearby alleys. And you all hear... Come on, Joseph. And I grab his hand of, and we go running away. Out of the shadows of that alley down there that you're sending him down multiple pairs of eyes on a single terrible head kind of open <laughs> and he oh, looks back so delightful. and he's like are, are you are you all sure that this is the, the way to the the rest the restaurant i should go oh mm. yes yeah. uh, oh okay yes go you're almost there go and, is you do you see some of the people in the crowd are like yeah 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 no yeah buddy she's she's waiting for you <laughs> ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and he's like uh, oh, oh oh okay okay and he turns and runs down the alley we Ollie. did it <laughs> we did it Joseph that was well done you High witnessed five. this entire exchange Oliver. I'm going to hold my tongue for now <laughs> because oh, I see everybody else jeering and cheering and I see eyes and I'm still not sure how this place works. I'll walk up beside him having, you know, not hurried. Um, I'll say, I told you, my dear, you must have done something terrible 
to be here. What did he do? It looks like he got hit by a car. Like, why? Yeah, what wrong could he have done? You can't know someone's whole life story by seeing how they died. Right, Marguerite? Ellen, what did you do? Why are you here? I disagree. Who were you asking that, Ollie? I was asking the mean pilgrim lady. You <laughs> can't assume that everybody who's here has done something terrible. Um, I would like to interject as the shadow before she answers. Yes. Um, I would like to use a Freudian slip. Uh, um, is, <laughs> is there a role for them to attempt to resist this? There better yes. be! <laughs> um, so, uh, at the cost of one angst point, the shadow can force a race to make a sudden involuntary action or quick unedited statement. Uh, so it doesn't look like, um, or, okay, yeah, to resist this thorn, the wraith must make a willpower roll. Difficulty seven. Okay. So what that means when it says a difficulty seven is you still roll your five dice, but only the ones that are seven or higher count as successes. What do I have and to roll? Uh, your, five will, your five willpower dice. Right, but do I have to get like three successes? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. You you need you need three because ties go to the active party and the thorn. And right now, the shade is the is the active party shadow. No, it, it says two successes are necessary to counter the effects. Oh, just period. Okay, cool. Yep. You, you need to beat two. So here's a question: mm -hmm. Does willpower work the same way as it does in the other systems? In the sense that you cannot re-roll it. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that, that's that's a one success which is not enough nope so, so yes so uh, a few of you have this power so allow me to to clarify uh it is not that um you have to be like you know it was me i did the murder in the library with the candlestick but you absolutely have to admit something that you do not want other people to know. Now, for those of you watching, um, Wraith has something that the other games don't have where there is a nature and a demeanor. The nature is, well, your demeanor is how you act. The nature is how you are. And your shadow knows who you really are. So I would say, Cornelia, something of your nature should be revealed in this moment, not from your demeanor. Shadow, I need you to talk for a second while I think about what I'm admitting. <laughs> well, um, uh, well, let me let me let me say this while while you are pondering uh, your admission, mm. Marguerite, you see uh, a, a woman in the crowd is staring at you. And uh, how far away is she and what does she look like? She's in the, because the, the crowd is like kind of slightly starting to disperse. Some are still looking uh, kind of at the body. Um, but, uh, you know, a few of her kind of like looking down the alleyway, like it is watching um, the uh, feeding time at the zoo, basically. But in the midst of all of the kind of chaos and confusion, she's looking right at you. Um, she looks like... Um, Long white hair. Um, her ch cheeks are a, a little sunken in. Um, 
Her eyes are a little hollow. Um, she looks like um, probably a human being that was very ill before the end. I just, in my same uh, harumphing moment I had earlier, when I see her, I put my hand on my hip and yes, what is it? I just, uh, I, th I thought, I thought it, I thought it was you. I'd, I'd heard, I'd heard about you, but I, I just, wow, okay. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. Please. Um. Oh no 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 no! What what? I, I, I forgive me. I just this whole evening. Um, is there? You said you recognize me. Do we know each other? Oh, everyone knows about you, Marguerite. Oh, what do you mean? Well, it has been said that no one can resist you or your charm in this world or the previous one. Oh, it's just, <laughs> no, that's, that's very kind of you, but it, enough, in a flattery gets you everywhere, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I'll stop it, you. No, go <laughs> on, keep doing it. Yeah. Uh, have you thought of your Freudian slip there, Cornelia? So mm -hmm. yes, Oliver's like, who are you? What did you do? How did, what got you here? And Cornelia says, what? I was the pariah, the unremembered. <laughs> Admit it. No one loved you, and no one will mourn you, and no one will remember what you've done. <laughs> I was not well liked. Shocker. Well, you know, sometimes people don't like uh, people who are different. So it's it's not always a bad thing to be different. I, I hope you hope you don't think that that just makes you bad. That's not a good enough reason to be here if that's what you're thinking. It most certainly did. I think he's sweet on you. <laughs> Why? I don't know if you've ever Why? been to a stoning, but they aren't much fun. I'm sorry. I didn't know. You do well not to talk about things you don't understand. For someone who claims to be so smart, you sure are simple. This woman... Everything out on everybody else. This woman turns and looks at you, Oliver... She goes, you're Oliver Swift. Um, yeah, sorry. Do I know you? I was, I was just in the Skinlands earlier today. They say, um, you're missing. They say you robbed and stole from a lot of people. But <gasps> Excuse me? Can you, can you, can you show me what you saw? Oh, and she looks at you, Marguerite, and says, he doesn't know. Oh, Oliver, this is how you will be remembered. No, 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 no. This is, everything is fixable. This is just one more bump in the road. What is she talking about? <sighs> and that is a good place for us to stop. <laughs> 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 wow. <laughs> wow. 
Well, you guys, you, you just, you never cease to amaze. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, there's part one of four of you terrible fucking people. <laughs> no, here's, no, here's the thing. I just love just the joy and enthusiasm with which you all are like, <laughs> like, like, you're like, ah. <laughs> like, the library is open. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, wow. So, hey, that is uh, that is Wraith the Oblivion, you all. As you can see, uh, it hits a little different than Vampire or Werewolf. Mm-hmm. But uh, real quick, let's tell everybody that you all are actually wonderful, delightful, cherubic human beings uh, that they can find other places and should follow for all the things. So I will go in the reverse order this time uh, and start with you, Nora. Um, hi everyone, I'm Nora Ibrahim. Uh, you can find me at Neurological on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and on Monday nights, I'm on uh, on Tides of Wild Mount season two on Round Smith, uh, their Twitch channel. And uh, Wednesdays, I'm here at Q Times with Denver by Night. Um, that that um, that May DMs uh, for our vampire game, and then on. Let's see. Tomorrow, I'm going to be in a Beetle and Grimm's Pathfinder game at 6 p.m. on their Twitch channel. And then just keep you up. Uh, follow me on socials for updates on because I'm I pop in here and there on different places. <laughs> True. And thank Always. you guys for, for this uh, for this game. It's been so much fun. Oh, thank you guys. Wow, <laughs> y'all, uh, Mason. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody. My name is Mason Dooley. You can find me over on Wizard X. TV here on Twitch where I DM a bunch of different games. Uh, I also pop over to Bard Barbarian and Q Times, obviously. So uh, I'm, I make my rounds and uh, yeah, would love to have you. Perfect. Toss them a follow, as you should also toss uh, the beautiful Bard and Barbarian a follow as well. Uh, Justice. Hi, uh, I am Justice. You can find me on all the socials as Stash Mandu, um, which I am. I am growing it back out. It's. It's getting there. It's just it's blend it's blending in. It's in there, but it's like it's incognito right now. Yeah. See? Gotta start mm-hmm. styling it up again. Um and I'm also one half the team at Bard and Barbarian. We do um some uh general variety streaming, different uh TTRPGs. Um this upcoming Thursday we uh hit back with uh Iron Dust and Blood, our Call of Cthulhu Old West game, which is a lot of fun, and Mason, Emily, and Diana are all in that. Um and uh, you can find me on Wandering DM's channel doing a wonderful uh, Rhyme of the Frostmaiden game on a Mondays. And Tuesdays, we are doing a long-running um, D&D game with uh, Like Seven Spoons on that channel. And uh, we are running a promotion on bardandbarbarian.com uh, right now. The gift, the season of giving. Um, we we uh, hit up a bunch of different creators. Um, Devin Rue. Uh, I don't have the list right here, but there's there's about ten different creators I think it that is, we hit. It up. is a, a voluminous and exquisite list. Yeah, and any purchase over twenty dollars, you get a free gift. And Diana already hand wrapped all of them, and they're under my tree, um, giving me a sense of hope that there are presents under the tree. Because if you guys don't get them, I'm gonna get them. So your character <laughs> in real life are like Prez. <laughs> Prezi, please. I'm just saying, you can do something good for uh, the creators that they've partnered with and something good for yourself and harm justice all at the same time, which Diana tells me makes for a great day. So 
Wait. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is Barton Barbarian. Hook it Check all up. All yes. three. <laughs> uh, Emily. Hello, I am Emily. You can find me on social media stuff at Emily the Spoon on all the channels. Um, catch me, obviously, here, and then also um, on the Iron dust and blood stream that uh, is on barton barbarian that justice just mentioned uh, although this thursday i sadly will not be in attendance as i have to do the round table for roll 20 which is where i work That's so right. you're um, trapped in existential dread right now so you know yes emily's worst um, nightmare yeah so hey if you want to tune into the round table on roll 20s uh twitch channel on thursday you can catch me there um that's it yay <laughs> Yay. Uh, and last but certainly not least, Diana. Hey, I am still Diana D'Amico. I am the affiliate manager and the product manager over at Die Hard Dice. Um, right now, I'm streaming six days a week. I won't bore you all with the details for what is happening every night, but you can catch me over on Twitter at D'Amico Diana. You know, here's why that's a flex because everybody already said the things you're on. So you, I know, get, right? to, you get to be like, yeah, you're shit. <laughs> I, I'm on a thing with Nora on Wednesdays. I do a thing with Mason Justice and Emily on Thursday. Like I'm, I'm all over the place. Mm -hmm. Just can't get enough. Just can't get enough. Perfect. Uh, and uh, I'm BD Walters. I say words about things. I am blessed to be able to tell stories with dope people. And I'm doing something somewhere uh, seven days a week. And I'm going to be changing it up a lot lately here uh, in December and January. So stay tuned for some new stuff. But, Does um, that mean that you're going to take a break? Almost certainly not. Almost, almost, almost certainly not. It was, you know, it was a funny joke. It's the only one I got. It's fine. It's, yeah, yes. <laughs> It's uh, again, you know, uh, this was already a dark stream and it just got darker. Um, <laughs> but uh, Tale of personal you, horror. <laughs> you got it, Emily. <laughs> Word is these are storytelling games of personal horror. Yes. Uh, yeah. Thank you all. Rate the Oblivion. Again, three more episodes. This one is wild. You guys are incredible. Uh -huh. And I just want you, I, I want you to tell them, I, I told them all, I'm like, be terrible to each other because your shadow fucking hates you. <laughs> and they were all like, okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we will, uh, we will be back next week for more. And, uh, I can only see it getting worse as you get to know each other better. So yeah, definitely <laughs> tune back in. I uh, will see you then. Uh, in the meantime, uh, please stay home and wash your hands, wear a mask. <laughs> Bye. Mm -hmm.